You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being online. Welcome, Gabby. Yay, hi. The, the other Conlon and the other Dodie. I like, we swap sides. I like being described as Elodie's beautiful husband. Aww. I'll take that. It's, it's very That's uplifting lovely. and encouraging. So, yes. Especially after 18 months of lockdowns. So, You're still beautiful. Yes, wow. exactly. Um, before we get into it this morning, I just wanted to share um, just another word that came through from our pre-service prayer. So if you didn't know, um, we before our live stream, we have a Zoom prayer meeting um, on a Sunday morning yeah. at 930, which you're welcome to join in. If you want the details, uh, DM us and let us know or use that online connection card and it's we'll give you the details. It's a powerful time too. It's really, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so I mean, uh, to, to be honest, we're not often in it because when we're here, we're getting ready for the live stream. But that's a, that's the great thing about the priesthood of all believers. Yeah. Um, just a word from Catherine this morning. She felt like um, something that God wanted to do was to take people people from a place of confusion to a place of clarity, from a place of questioning to uh, um, and being unsure to clarity and boldness. He wants to guide us to a better place this morning, to a place of nourishment. And then um, Hans Ruttrink saw a picture um, in that of being in a heavy rainstorm where vision was very restricted. Uh, and the course of action was to stop and wait until it clears and wait for clarity to come. And as we were praying this morning, as I was praying this morning, um, I, had, I saw a picture of people um, being set free in their minds, almost of like clouds lifting up in people's minds. And perspective being shifted this morning. Wow. So if that's you, let me just uh, invite you to respond to that that word and lay hold of it and say, yes, Lord, yeah. I receive it. Um, yeah, we, we believe God is doing and is going to do powerful things this morning. Yeah, come on. Yes. So this morning we, um, we, we want to have more of a discussion. That's why we're both on here um, about the kingdom. We're going to have a discussion about the kingdom, more specifically about the clash of kingdoms. Um, when Jesus calls people to follow him, uh, to be his disciples, he called them to the kingdom. And when Jesus calls people um, you know, to follow him and when he calls us to follow him, he calls us to the kingdom. Yeah. He calls us from the natural kingdom into the spiritual kingdom of God. We, we have this shift from, from partnering with the spirit of the world to, to partnering with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. Um, and what I think many Christians have, have possibly missed um, is that Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's it's the the kingdom of God is really the the spiritual rule and reign of, of the creator yeah. of the universe. He came to bring the spiritual rule and reign of the creator of the universe to people, to us. And Jesus says this in Luke four verse forty three that he came to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. Um, when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he says, "Pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's right. And so we've been translated out of one kingdom, if you're in Christ, into another. And so the kingdom is a spiritual reality. For sure. And so often, especially in our Western worlds, we've shut that reality off. Mm -hmm. We're not aware. We're not. uh, um, We're just not aware of it. We're not inclined into it. Uh, We're not leaning in. And so it really is a spiritual reality, but it outworks itself into the natural. Yep. But doesn't begin in the natural. It doesn't begin in flesh and no, blood. No. But it is all around and it is happening right now. Yes, we I are love it. in the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the Jews, we, we talked about this, and most of you would know this, but the Jews were looking for a redeemer. They were yeah. looking for a savior. Yeah. All of the scriptures that they, they read 
um, led them to believe one thing, that a redeemer was coming to rescue them out of. And they translated that in their minds as someone who had come in the political system and actually overthrow a system and take them out of that. And then he would rule as the ruler, the king, the leader of this political world in this realm. And it was just so different to what Jesus actually came to do. It's so true. I mean, they were looking for a a natural redeemer. Yes. They'd taken all of the prophetic words from history and translated it into the natural time. When Jesus comes into Jerusalem, you know, we we love this story of, you know, he's coming to Jerusalem, he's riding on a donkey, it's all been prophesied. The people are like, yes, the redeemer's come. They're singing Hosanna. They're pulling palm fronds off of the trees, putting their cloaks on the ground. Um, But they were expecting, yeah, palm fronds. (laughs) (laughs) They were expecting an earthly king. Yes. You know, we, we love that picture because we know that he wasn't just an earthly king, but that was their expectation. And then Jesus messes up their thinking. Um, <laughs> he yeah, does that. Yeah, he likes to do He does that, that all the time. And he says, he basically says, I didn't come to set you free in the natural. I came to bring you spiritual freedom, which honestly, you know, we have talked uh, in the last few months about having um, an eternal perspective. When we have an eternal perspective, spiritual freedom is so much greater yep. than natural freedom. But Jesus messes up the, the, the thinking. And I mean, in another account, um, you know, basically somebody says, you know, surely we ha- shouldn't have to pay these overreaching taxes to the, to the Romans. It's in, in Mark 12, verse 14. They say, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And Jesus simply says this to them. He says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to the Lord what is the Lord's. They think, well, what's, the, what's the, the point of that? That would have infuriated those who are looking for a natural king. Mm. They were looking for him to say, no, don't, you know, don't yeah. do that. Um, you know, this is, a, this is about my kingdom coming. But he says, give to Caesar what's to Caesar and give to the Lord what's to the Lord's. And see, I, I think the thing is this. If, if we don't have an understanding of the difference yeah. between the spirit of the world and the spirit of God, or the, the natural kingdom, the spirit of the world, and the, the spiritual kingdom, then as we've been talking about, we can't, we, we can't and we won't be successful in making disciples. Because we're not making natural disciples. We're making disciples of Jesus. Yeah. It's a spiritual transformation. So, so when Jesus calls his disciples, he calls them from their natural positions um, into a spiritual kingdom. He calls them from where they're at into this spiritual kingdom. It's in the context of the spiritual kingdom that everything else finds its rightful place. Yeah, you know, our, our gifts, our talents, our cause, our passions, all, you know, all of that, everything else finds its rightful place in the context of the spiritual kingdom. Kingdom and as followers of Jesus, you know, I think we have a choice, and it's a constant, ongoing choice, either to partner with the spirit of the world or to partner with the spirit, with the kingdom. And so maybe I can ask this question of you, Gabby: What does that mean? You know, what does it look like to you know partner with the spirit of the world or partner with the spirit, with the kingdom? The Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's look look at a scripture. I think it's the best place yeah. to start. Let's go back and see what. What scripture says. So John chapter 3 verses 4 to 5. Now this is Nicodemus who's asking, having a discussion about being born again with Jesus and he doesn't get it. So Jesus is explaining it. John chapter 3 verses 4 to 5. He says this, how can a man be born when he is old? Mm -hmm. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time to be born? Like it just doesn't make sense in the natural, does it? Jesus answers this, truly, truly, I tell you, No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh is born of flesh. Spirit is born of the spirit. 
And so we see right there that Jesus is actually differentiating. Yeah. Yes, we are born of the flesh, yeah. but there also comes a time where we need to be born of the spirit. We're mm, put mm. into the, a, a spiritual kingdom. Actually, our, our spirits died um, <laughs> you know, yeah. at, when sin came in. And so just as in the beginning when, when God breathed life, yes. he breathed his breath of life into Adam, uh, just like that, he now breathes his life into us when we are born again. So our spirits Love come it. alive. We are born again. We become alive to the kingdom of heaven. We wow. actually wow. step into, we, we are born into a kingdom. Mm. You're born mm. into a kingdom. As I said earlier, we, we're taken from the kingdom of darkness, of death, and suddenly we've been born into the kingdom of life, of yes. light, the kingdom so of good. Jesus, the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's the breath of God, the spirit yeah. is the pneuma, the ruach, that he breathes his life. It's the kiss yeah. of life. And suddenly we become spirit beings, mm. eternal mm. beings. Yes, we were that already. But suddenly we become awakened yeah. to who we are and wow. which kingdom we now belong, belong to. And the Bible talks about kingdoms. It talks in terms of realms. And so what we're talking about is, you know, there's two realms yeah. or kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness or wow. sometimes known as the spirit of the world. Yeah. And there's the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his presence, of light, of his spirit. Mm. There's those two. And there's really nothing in between. And you either belong to one Very or good. the other. But we're in the realm of earth. Yep. As you know, here we yep. are. Yep. If you're breathing, if you're watching this, yes. we're in this realm. We're in earth. Uh, but we're also in the realm of the spirit. And it's all around you all the time. Love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, it's that whole thing. If we, you know, um, we're in the world, but not of it. The, yep. the scripture says... Um, yeah, the, the language that we speak, the, the way we operate um, will reflect the kingdom that we hang out in most of, won't it? Yes. You know, and so yeah. we have that choice. Yeah, that's that choice of are we partnering with? Yeah. Know, is the language that we're speaking, is yeah. where we're living reflecting the spirit of the world or is it reflecting the spirit of the kingdom and where we hang out the most? Exactly. You do become what you hang out with. <laughs> you yes. just do. And you sound like what you hang out with. For sure. Let's read another scripture. In Matthew 16, 13, to 23. This is in the New King James Version. Let's have a look. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? The, oh, who do men say that I am the son of man? The son of man. man. Okay. <laughs> who, who, do I, who do men say that I the son of man am? He what? called himself the son of man all the time. Um, That's a hard line okay, to read. Who, I'm glad you're reading it and not me. Basically, who, who do people say I am? That's yes. what he's saying. Yeah. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So they knew that he was someone special, didn't they? Mm -hmm. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Yeah. Simon Peter answered and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, Jesus is so impressed. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Wow, he stepped into a revelation of heaven right yeah, there, right it. then. Love he it. grabbed that revelation. He saw beyond the here and now. Verse 21 says this, though. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. So he's told them what's going to happen. Then Peter takes him aside and begins to rebuke him saying i can imagine rebuking yeah. jesus but saying far be it from you lord this shall not happen to you <laughs> but he turned and said to peter jesus turned and says to peter get behind me satan you are an offense to me wow. for you are not mindful of the things of god but the things 
of men. Look, here's Peter who one minute has just had a revelation yeah. from heaven. Yeah. You are Jesus, the son of the living God. Jesus is so yeah. impressed. But the next minute, <laughs> Jesus is saying, imagine saying to your friend, get behind <laughs> me, Satan. See, Jesus saw where the, that yeah. was coming from, that remark. Yeah. Peter was doing what any friend would do. Mm-hmm. He was saying, no, we're going to protect you. We won't let this happen. But see, Peter saw the here and now. Yes. He wasn't wow. looking at the kingdom um, mission. He wasn't looking at the bigger picture. He was saying, I want my will to be done in this place. This mm. is not going to happen. And you see, Jesus answers him and says, you are not mindful of the things of God. And my question even this morning yeah, is, yeah. what is your mind full of? Are you mindful of the things of God. What are our minds full of? It's very easy to be consumed with what is in front of us and react or act out of that place, even with good intentions. Wow. Wow. Yet, what are our minds full of? Is that God's plan? Is that his mission? Is that his way? Like sometimes we're partnering without realizing, partnering with the enemy. We're partnering with Satan. I mean, that's what Jesus said. Get behind me, Satan. He wasn't saying you are Satan, but you're partnering with the things of man. You are not mindful of the things yeah, of God. That's hectic. Uh, the, the, the dictionary definition of mindful is aware of or conscious of, yeah. or, you know, alert to. You know, what are we alert or awake or alive to? Um, you know, a, a mind full of the things of the spirit of the world is offensive to Jesus. I mean, that's why he responds wow. to, to Peter like that. Can, can, I, can I read another scripture yes. out of... Colossians 3, verse 1 to 3, in the NLT, I love the way it puts it. Mm. So since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Um, other, other versions say, set your mind on things that are above and not on the things that are below. So it, it, in other words, we have a choice where we're going to set or fix our minds. Mm. You know, it's not just like, you know, even though we've been called from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, we've, you know, we've been shifted into the kingdom of the spirit. We still have a choice where we set our mind because yes. we're living in this tension of the now and the not yet. We're yes. living in the, you know, that we're here in the earthly realm, but we're seated in, in heavenly places with Christ. Yes. We're on earth and we're in heaven at the same time. We have a choice where we fix our mind. Yeah. So, so you know, we have to latch our mind onto the things of heaven. Yeah, um, you know, th- that's where our identity, that's where our perspective should come from. Yeah, this should be, uh, to be honest, it should be our normal. That should be the, the thing yeah. that we think about more than that which is in the natural. It should be our normal. And we, we, we get to do this um, whenever we want, but it, we have to choose to do it. Yes. We have to continually, day in and day out, make that choice. Someone said, be so heavenly minded that you're of earthly good. I love that. It's a good quote. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Good. It's true. It's the only way we can be of any... Um, good in terms of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's read another scripture. We love scriptures. If you haven't so uh, noticed, yep. the word is powerful. And yep. what Jesus says, I mean, this is what we live by. This is what, what brings us freedom. This is what's going to shift us into the reality of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 26, 47 to 53. Let's read another scripture. While Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, arrived accompanied by a large crowd armed with swords and clubs (laughs) sent from the chief priests and elders of the people. Okay, Jesus is about to be arrested to go to the cross, right? There's the context of this scripture. Now, the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going directly to Jesus, he said, greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. 
friend, Jesus replied, do what you came for. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus and arrested him. At this, one of Jesus's companions drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. And we know from the Gospel of John that that one who did that was Peter. Of course it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pulled out his sword. He was ready again to rescue Jesus. Cuts off the, the ear. You know, in the Gospel of um, one of the other Gospels, Luke. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, Jesus actually, it, it says he puts his hand on the servant whose name was Malchus' ear and his ears healed. I mean, that's the love of Jesus. He's being arrested to picks be up, taken picks to up the, the ear. Picks up, or either that, or he put it on and a creative miracle happens. I believe a creative okay, miracle. Yeah. You want the dirty old ear. <laughs> <laughs> creative miracles, come on. He's got faith for creative miracles. That's how Jesus Very good. about to be arrested. He could have also retaliated. Mm-hmm. And no, he heals the ear. Um, we just see his love and compassion. And he, this is what he says in verse 52. Put your sword back in its place. I feel like there's something on that. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Mm. Are you not aware? Don't you get it yet that I can call on my father? He will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. I mean, I looked it up. One legion of angels is about three to six thousand. One. One. Uh, that was it because it wasn't an exact measurement that's a lot of angels do you not get he's saying do you not yeah, get yeah, i could do this yeah. i know who i am i could call down yeah. angels they would rescue me they would fight on I me mean, it's not I even a that. fair fight yeah. if the angels turn up but you know what that wasn't the mission jesus was here for he had a bigger plan mm. he was there to fulfill the, the the father's heart and his business he was on his father's business right he was on a mission for his father but when we fight yeah. from this level like yeah. peter grabbing, seeing what's happening, the injustice, it's not fair, it's not right, this is the one who's coming to rescue us, how dare they, this is it. Mm -hmm. He probably thought this is it, this is our moment. (laughs) But when we fight with that mentality, you know, and we partner, that's a partnering with the spirit of the world, with this understanding, we end up often cutting off the ear of those around us. Then we wonder, why are people not listening to the Uh, message? Why are they not hearing what I'm sharing? Why are they not wanting this Jesus? Mm. We've cut their ear off. We've attacked from an earthly position. Jesus says, stop picking up your sword. If you fight by the sword, you'll die by the sword. There's a battle that is a heavenly battle, and there's a strategy that is heaven's strategy. Stop and see that before you pick up your sword and fight. Yeah, very good. Wow, our natural solutions aren't necessarily God's solutions, okay? We need to learn to stop and position ourselves Mm. and lean back into Mm. heaven and see what the Father's mission is. You know, we actually become the stumbling block of offense to those around us so often, rather than letting Jesus, who the word says, be the rock of offense, that they stumble on themselves and get radically encountered and saved. Absolutely. Wow, wow. And in this time, I mean, more than, possibly more than ever, but... We need kingdom wisdom. We need the wisdom of God to know how to respond from a heavenly perspective, not just from down below. Jesus knew what kingdom he was a part of. Yeah, he he was so, we we see this, you know, it's amazing in the scriptures. You see it uh, ongoingly with Peter, where he was like, you're having this wrestle of, he knows that he's in the kingdom, but he keeps responding in the natural. Yes. But Jesus knew what kingdom he was part of. He, he knew that all he had to do was ask his father. And the armies of heaven would be released to rescue him. He knew he could have gotten out of that situation. And as good as that could have sounded, as, as I think probably as tempting as it would yes. have been for him, 
that wasn't God's plan. Mm. I mean, that, that's why you see him wrestling, you know, in, in agony, you know, um, sweating blood in the garden before going to the cross because he knew he had a way out, but he knew that God's plan was different to bring a spiritual freedom. Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, he was, I think Jesus himself was wrestling between the, the, the here, the natural and the eternal. Yeah. He knew the eternal consequences, yes. which is why he wrestles that. So yeah, the, yeah, I guess so one of the questions we can ask ourselves is, are we pushing our own agendas and plans without looking to the Father's agenda and plan? What is God saying? What's the, the, the kingdom perspective? We have to always come back to, Father, what are you saying? How are you leading? How, how's this going to affect the kingdom? Jesus calls the disciples, I love this, from their, their own agendas to the kingdom. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I shared a little bit about this last week. He calls Simon the Zealot from fighting the Romans. And the Zealots were actually known um, for even fighting against the Jews who wanted to, you know, make peace with the Romans. So he's fighting the Romans. He's fighting the Jews who wanted to work with the Romans. He calls him to the kingdom. Then he calls Matthew the tax collector. And it, I mean, think about the like just the how ironic this is. Matthew the tax collector He's, he calls him from a life of working for the Romans. He's the ultimate Jewish sellout. He's working for the Romans, yeah. and he's, he's defrauding the people and taking their money, and he calls him to the kingdom. I mean, Matthew is the exact sort of guy that Simon would have looked to kill, Yes, yeah. that he would have hated. But Jesus says his kingdom is not our kingdom. It's his kingdom come not mine. It's his will be done, not mine on earth as it is in heaven. I just, I, you know, I love it when you actually look at this. He, he brings these guys from total opposite sides and calls them to the kingdom and they can walk together in unity because they're united around Jesus. We're called to release the kingdom of heaven, not just to echo the kingdom of this world. Ooh, that's powerful. Wow. Come on. Preach. Preach. Yeah, come on. Getting excited. Uh, Luke, let's go. Another scripture. Get ready. Luke chapter 9, verses 51 yeah, wow. to 55 in the NLT again. As the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. Mm. So when James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven and just burn them up? I mean, there's an idea. <laughs> there's a, a great idea. These, these guys, these are fiery That's guys. often our, our response, isn't <laughs> it? That's often our response. How dare these people not want you? How dare this city be close to you and your ideas? Let's call down fire and burn them up. Let's just forget about them. <laughs> But Jesus, what does he do? He turns and he rebukes them. Oh, again, rebuked by Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. Um, James and John were known as the sons of thunder. I love that. They're just like yeah. bold, brash. They yeah. know who they are. They know who God's called them to be. Like Jesus has commissioned them. I mean, just before that verse that we read, they had they were the ones that had yeah. been sent part of the group that had been sent to go into the villages and towns and preach the gospel. They saw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. miracles. They saw signs Absolutely. and wonders. They yeah. saw, I mean, they knew the authority of the name of Jesus. Yeah. And so they come to this one particular town and they're so offended that this town refuses to actually accept them, doesn't want to hear about it. And um, their anger really begins to, to boil up. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, let's just call down fire and destroy that mm-hmm. whole village. Forget the lot of them. They're not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I actually believe they probably could have because our words are so powerful. When we get who we are, 
Yeah. I mean, there's power in in our words. There's power even in in partnering with that spirit. And we could destroy a people. That is not the heart of the Father. That has never been the heart of the Father. That was not Jesus' heart. And that's why he turned and rebuked them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a saying in PNG, David will remember this. uh, it's, It's called bell hot. Uh, P and G, Pigeon English. And um, it's an anger that, that be, boils up. It, like it flares up and boils over. It's like instantaneous boil rage. And um, it's, it's kind of, it, it happens where there's this passion for justice takes control. Yeah, wow. um, justice in terms of their minds and their, their position. And then mm-hmm. they are forced to actually be reckoned with. And anything can happen. Like you, you do not want to find yourself <laughs> with a, a PNG. A local or group of them um, who have that bell hot happening uh, yeah. because you will be killed. Uh, it's it's it literally consumes them. This anger consumes them. Mm. And and we were there early on in our marriage in PNG for a few weeks, and we were warned about this. We were actually told, "Be careful. This is something that happens." Right. And for example, say you're driving and you yeah. a dog <laughs> runs out on the road and you hit it. Oof. They said, "Do not stop. Don't stop because the owners of that dog are likely." Bell hot is about to have, they're likely to run out in a rage and they actually will kill someone over a dog. And it's been done before. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> they said, just keep driving. I know you, you want to, you'll feel bad, but keep driving. Thank God that never happened while we were there. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask, did you? Like, did yeah. you? No, no. So thank God, no. But, yeah. um, you know, it boils over and then it calms down again. Mm-hmm. But there's a spirit of the world <clears throat> and a justice of the world that can be just like that. And we think, oh, wow, it's just those primitive people in PNG. No, we all partner with this to some degree. You know, this spirit of the world, it's passionate, it's fiery, it wants justice. But it wants justice according to my understanding of justice, not necessarily according to God's justice. Um, It's an immediate, I need justice and I need it now. And anything actually goes. Like, I can say whatever I want on social media because this is my right and I am furious and I am passionate. And, you know, it can be extreme at best, but violent at worst. And it does. It's a spirit that calls for extreme responses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, passion and fiery emotions, I love them. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're important. <laughs> we need to be a passionate, fiery you, people. You are a fiery person. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it. And yeah. it's, it's part of who God's made us to be, and he wants those. But when we partner passion and fiery emotions with the spirit of the world, they actually go against the kingdom of God. Hundred percent. In Galatians five verse, Galatians five verse sixteen to seventeen tells us that the spirit and the flesh are opposed to yeah. each other. Yeah. And that's the reality. You know, that's what we're talking about. The the natural or the spiritual, the spirit of the world or the spirit of the kingdom. It's you know, it's in us as well that the spirit and the and our flesh are opposed to each other. And that's why you know, there's this process that we've talked about in the last few weeks of sanctification, becoming more like Jesus. Yes where we respond less to the flesh and more yeah. to who he is in his yeah. spirit. Yeah, but P- Paul begins that verse where it says the spirit and the flesh are opposed to each other um, with the answer to it. And he says this, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Wow. If we walk by the spirit, the more we walk by the spirit, the less we gratify the desires of the flesh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's another verse too, I can't remember where it is, where it says, put to death the deeds of the flesh. Mm, you have mm. a choice to actually put to death. I mean, apparently we died. When we become Christians, we died. Why don't we, we just keep resurrecting that flesh, but keep putting it to death. <laughs> yes, 100%. Walk in the spirit and yeah. you won't gratify those things of the flesh. They won't be as loud. They won't consume. They won't take hold little by little. Sometimes there's the immediate cutoff yeah. and other times it's a process. It's for a sure, process of sure. choice, of choosing every time. No, I'm going to put that to death. 
put that to death. That's Very not good. who I am. I have been raised with Christ. I am now <laughs> yeah. a child of the kingdom yeah. of light. That does not belong yeah. in light. light new darkness, creation. Yes. New creation. I mean, yeah. get into that stuff. Yeah. Get into the Holy Spirit. Even declare it over yourself. I mean, yes. you know, I'm a new creation. I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Yeah. You know, I don't have to respond in the natural because I'm, I, while I, my flesh is here, I'm seated with Christ. Yes. And I'm going to rule and reign with him. That's it. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. You know, with um, James and John, you know, that we just read before, Jesus had to turn and rebuke them, like, as I said, for wanting to call down fire. Because we know his mission, he was on a mission. And he was resolute, as the word said, with that mission. And things came to try and pull him aside and distract and tempt him. I mean, the devil did it himself, too. He came to try and tempt him with the kingdoms of the world. Jesus said no. Um, But, you know... um, the enemy just, I mean, he do, you've, where's that gone? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got someone who's actually helping me out with the notes. I here. changed the notes. He changed great. it, but I wanted to read this bit because it's good and I can't remember it. Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, his mission, okay, was to restore people to the Father, to reveal the kingdom by healing and releasing the captives, to preach repentance, to destroy the works of the enemy, and ultimately to bring redemption through the cross. That was where Come he on. was going. That's why he had to go to Jerusalem. How many times, like I said before, do we unintentionally, yeah. sometimes intentionally, partner with the enemy? Yeah. But so well, many times it's subtle. Yeah. So many times it sounds like wisdom and it sounds like God. And it's not. It's the spirit of the world. And the spirit of the world is of the enemy. Come on. Very the good. world is not the enemy. Okay. Now, yeah. don't hear the wrong thing. The spirit of the world is the enemy. Yeah. The world is not our enemy. Yeah. Though we do need to have a mind shift about that. You see, Jesus mm-hmm. has called us to be in the world, yes. hasn't he? Yep. Not, but not of it. I love that. Not of its kind. And, 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 it. and Jesus, Jesus um, doesn't just say that for us. He, he models that for us. Um, you know, when Jesus is put on, uh, on trial before Pilate, he says this in John 18, verse 36. He says, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. He's saying this as he's on trial. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. Exactly what Peter wanted to do. But my kingdom is not of this world. Mm. Um, Jesus's kingdom is from another realm. It, you know, it, it's a kingdom of a different realm. His rule, like himself, originates from heaven. You know, again, we're saying the same thing from different ways with different scriptures because we, we've got to get this truth as we walk with him and, and as we're people, you know, disciples who make disciples. It originates from heaven. Yeah. But he, yeah. you know, he, he's come to earth. His kingdom is a real kingdom on earth. In reality, if we understand the spiritual, the, the spiritual kingdom is actually more real than, than the natural kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah how, can, how, how do we see people healed from, from diseases and sickness and things that we see in the natural? Because the spiritual reality is actually greater than the natural yeah. reality. His kingdom comes to earth, but it has a different operating principles. It's powerfully at work within the world, so we're in the world but not of it, but it doesn't receive its its orders or its marching yeah. orders or its commands yes. from the present rulers of the world. He models Amen. it for us. So good, so good. And our encouragement this morning is a reminder, really, yeah. is that we are not of this world either. Come on. We are not of this world. If you've been born again, you've been born into a new kingdom. We said it before. It's the kingdom yeah. of heaven, the Very kingdom good. of light. 
the kingdom's not far. It's mm. not weird. Mm. It's not. Yeah. It's just sometimes it, it goes against the natural mind. Yeah. And that's why we have a problem. Like we struggle yeah. with getting it. But the kingdom, Jesus said, is within reach. It's at hand. Like oh. it's it's there. It's that yeah. close. It's it's all around you. The kingdom <laughs> is at hand. It's not far off. And you have access supplied. It's Thank not you, access denied. Jesus has made a way. Now that we are part of the kingdom, we have access supplied. And my encouragement is just step yes. in. Yes, very good. Very good. So, you know, I think as we begin to sort of wrap this up, um, you know, one of our questions is, you know, how do we partner with the spirit of the world and how do we partner with the kingdom? I mean, you know, the reality is, that whatever we partner, whatever we feed ourselves mm. with is what's going to come out. That's what we, we, we partner with. So, yeah, the, the, if we feed ourselves with the things of the world, then we begin to partner with the things of the world. That's what comes out. The spirit of the world really is it, it's sensual. It, in other words, it, it appeals to our emotions, our sensuality. Um, the spirit of the world or the kingdom of darkness, in that realm, emotions are king. Um, you know that our emotions rule. You yeah, know, it's yeah. th this whole thing that we hear constantly of you know, do whatever makes you feel good. Yes, it yeah you know, appeals to sensuality. You know, whatever feels right to me, not what the the Bible says is right or Jesus yeah. says, but whatever feels right for me right now. This is why yeah, I think it's everything that we hear and everything that we we read, especially in media, social media. Um, it speaks to the soul realm. It yeah. appeals to yeah. our emotions and our sensuality, and it tries to get us fired up. And because emotions are powerful, you know, um, yeah. God knows that. The enemy knows that. They're part of who we are. God loves them, but they make terrible masters. Mm. You know, it's that whole thing of if we let our emotions lead us, it's like trying to drive a car backwards with the trailer on. The trailer's the emotions. You know, trying to drive down the freeway at a hundred with you know, the trailer going first. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a wreck. We're gonna crash. Yes. It's designed that we go forward and our emotions follow us. They're part of who we are. God loves them, but they make terrible masters. They're not supposed to lead us. And Satan knows that. That's why he's always appealed to the soul and to the emotions. He he, he owns the airwaves. The Bible says, you know, and and so we have to wake up to that fact that he's broadcasting his message yeah. all the time. So my question is, I guess, what are you feeding on? What are you looking at? Um, you know, what you eat will come out. The you know, Jesus says, out of the overflow of our heart, the mouth the yeah. mouth speaks. But that's really you know. So what are you putting into your heart? Yeah. What are you feasting on? If you spend you know uh, all of your day feasting on uh, stuff that's of the world, that's what's going to come out when you're put under pressure. Um, maybe I can ask you, Gabby, what? what what does it look like? It, it, what does this look like in the realm of the kingdom? You know, to partner with the kingdom rather than to partner with the spirit of the world. Yeah. So in the in the realm of the kingdom, this the, this realm has a king, and it's Jesus. Jesus is king. He actually rules. So that means that regardless of what my emotions are feeling, uh, what I my mind is telling me, what maybe mm, outside mm, sources mm. are saying, so what Jesus says rule that goes that rules like he rules. And then that settles it. And my, when my kids were little, I used to teach yeah. them that, like in the car, I'd say to them, look, you're going to get so many things bombarded <laughs> at you. You're going to be told all sorts of things. And a lot of those things will feel good and yeah. right. Yeah. But what does God say? What does the word say? And I, I taught them, mm -hmm. you know, it, mm -hmm. it, I don't care if it feels good, sounds good, tastes good. If God says no, then it's no. And he Come knows on. best. See, Come he on. rules. We don't. Um, it's his kingdom, as we said. <laughs> Very good. Come. Very good. Not mine. It's his will be yeah. done, not mine. My emotions, do they matter? Yes. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And he loves our emotions. He wants them whole. He ministers to the emotions, through the emotions. He's an emotional God. Mm -hmm. We love that about God. But they are not to be the ruler of my life. And my emotions should not dictate how my life goes. They are not my king. Jesus is my king. You see, if they're my king, if I'm obeying my emotional um, senses, Mm, mm. (laughs) then that's idolatry. Yeah. But I want to say this morning, you know, you are more powerful than you actually know and than you think. We get to choose to tell our emotions to get in their place under the Holy Spirit. And I have done this and I'll continue to do it. I often lay hands on myself. You can do it as well. And just say, stop it in Jesus' name. You know, sometimes emotions, for whatever reason, uh, uh, can can dictate, can begin to take over. And it's not healthy. There are healthy emotions and sometimes there's not healthy emotions. And and sometimes we just need to lay hands on ourselves and tell our emotions, stop. You don't rule me. You get under Jesus. You get under the Holy Spirit in your rightful place and they will catch up. I've done it and my emotions eventually come into line because they're not the master. We're called to be led by the Spirit, as Matt, you were saying, not by the flesh. Paul says... Put to death That's it. the deeds of the flesh. Yeah, put to death the flesh. Yep. Not not just sort of, you know, let it do its thing and hopefully it'll sort it out. Mm-hmm. Now put it to death. Speak to it. Say, yes. no, you're not the boss. You're not the king. I'm called to a different kingdom that has a different king and a different ruler. In John 15, verse yep. 19, it says, uh, if you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I cho- uh, sorry, but because you are you are not of the world, um, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, this world hates you. Hmm. Acts 7 verse 55. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. Wow. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. This is Stephen as he's being stoned to death. Hmm. As his soul is about to leave, he looks into heaven and sees the glory of God. Uh, as we finish today, I want to ask you one last question, Gabby. How do we not act? Um, how do we not act or react to the spirit of the world? You know, how do we partner with the kingdom? Because Stephen had every opportunity to partner with the spirit of the world, and he would have been justified in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. In the natural, what was happening to Stephen wasn't injustice. It wasn't right. I mean, there were many injustices yeah. that happened in that day that happened today. Stephen had every right to to spit out offense, to be angry, yeah, wow. to accuse them, to actually, uh, yeah, just retaliate. Yeah. But he chose a different way. Mm. He chose God's way. He actually chose instead to look into a different realm, which tells me that. if he yeah. can do it, then we can do it. Um, he chose to look in. He looked. He gazed steadily. Yeah. He fixed his vision was fixated, anchored in heaven. Remember, we talked about that earlier, about what are you most aware of? He actually became fully aware of heaven. He looked beyond the natural of of his accusers and of imminent death Mm -hmm. and looked into heaven. And when he looked, he actually saw. His eyes were opened. What did he see? Well, you just said it before. He saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. I mean. Wow, what else? When you see that, everything changes. Everything has to shift. When you see Jesus, everything shifts. It really does. Every other thing drops down in terms of um, importance. Mm. It Mm. fades away, you know, like the old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. 
That's supernatural. Thank you. It's strangely dim. It's strange because they're shouting, yeah. they're loud, they're real. And yet when you turn your eyes to Jesus and look full in his face, which you are welcome to at any point, everything dials down. Yeah, and right. our whole posture changes, strategies happen that yes. are heavenly strategy. Peace comes, yeah. joy is released because that's the kingdom. Wow, when we choose to look into the realm mm, of the kingdom and you. fix our gaze there, there is an anchoring that happens. Let's anchor our sight there. Let's anchor our mm, soul in mm. heaven. And then we see him, like I said, and we, we actually then start to become more like him because yeah. you become what you behold, don't yeah, you? When good. we see him, suddenly his will, his agenda are, are on the top of the list. That's yes. what matters. When we see him, we can stand firm. We can be unwavering in faith and grace, just like Stephen, just like many of the martyrs. Yes. Are Even just like as simple as um, Ethan's testimony today. Powerful. I mean, a young mm -hmm. man who yeah. lost his tools can actually make a conscious choice in that moment. Very I mean, good. any other young guy that I know would probably be swearing and angry and saying, oh, typical day. Um, but no, <laughs> he chose to partner <laughs> with Jesus and he knew in a moment, I Come have on. a choice. Like, let's ask Holy Spirit to, to highlight that for each of us, that we have a choice in that moment, a split-second choice. Partner with heaven, partner with the flesh. He chose to partner with joy and with yes. peace, and he trusted God regardless of the outcome. Well done, Ethan. Wow. So all we need to do really is to become aware of the spirit realm, is actually get close to yeah. Jesus. Like we've always said, come close to Jesus, spend yep. time with him, yep. invite the Holy Spirit, love the Holy Spirit. Can come I just on. say that? Yep. Love the Holy Woo. Spirit. Don't be scared of the Holy Spirit. He's God. He's God. When Jesus went up to heaven, he said, I'm sending you another yes. who is just like me, it actually yep. means. Yep. He's just like me, but other. Love him. He's going to reveal Jesus to you. So and then good. we actually become aware of the realm of the Spirit. Invite yes. him to open your eyes, your ears, and then walk in the Spirit. Yeah. Not just with him. But in him, become one, become so one with him that you and him are so connected that you just don't know really spirit to, you know, you just, yes. there's no, there's no differentiation. And you become so one that he begins to make you look like Jesus, sound like Jesus, act like Jesus, think like Jesus, even smell like Jesus to everything and everyone around you. So wow. Good. The Holy Spirit, he's the one, isn't he? He <laughs> reveals Jesus. He reveals the kingdom. He reveals the word. He reveals the truth and then he clothes us with power from on high to live like Jesus lived. We can do this. I love it. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. Um, we get to step into it, as you were saying. You know, the, the kingdom is at hand. It's not far off. It's, you know, it's his, his realm is superimposed on our earthly realm. Before we do a response, um, our little microphone is about to go flat. Um, so Gabby's got one more amazing example that I wanted to share and we're going to pray. But can you just hang on for one second? We're going to put up a holding uh, image. I'm going to quickly change our batteries because they went, quick, went flat real quick today. We'll be right back. How quick was that? Can you get, I hope you can hear us. <laughs> Very good. We're Woo! back. We're back. Oh, I'm so sweaty. <laughs> oh, look, I if you could see behind the camera, there was much um, commotion going on. Very quiet. It's always quiet commotion. No speaking. Lots of sign language. Of like, <laughs> It's ninja. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we're, cool. we're talking about the kingdom being at hand and, and just, 
you're gazing into heaven, seeing Jesus, seeing his glory, um, you know, that, you know, partnering with the Holy Spirit, opening our eyes to what he's doing. I love that, you know, the example that you shared with me of that, Gabby. Yeah, yeah, because it's not far off. It's, yeah. it's, you get to step in. It's actually a side step in, a cross step in. Yes, sometimes it's up, but it's all around and we get to then step mm. in. So one day I was washing dishes, as you do as a mom at the kitchen sink, <laughs> and I was looking out the window, you know, because it's a bit of a just, just daydreaming, and the sun was just kind of shining just at the right angle. Yeah. And so as I'm looking into the backyard, across the backyard, um, I just suddenly, I don't know, the reflection of myself caught my attention. I zoomed out. And you know how you can do that? How yeah. you can actually see yourself in, in a window, uh, depending on where the light's shining. Yeah. And you can focus on yourself. And so I could focus on the details, but then I could focus back out and look beyond myself and into Very the good. garden again. And then I just thought, oh, that's funny. Like, that's cool. You could focus and zoom back in and zoom, yeah, yeah, came back in, looked at myself, zoomed out again, looked through myself mm, back to the mm. bigger picture of the backyard. And as I was doing that, the voice of the Holy Spirit suddenly broke in really loudly. And he said to me, yes, shift your gaze. Seeing Ooh. in the kingdom into the realm of the spirit is as easy as that. It's as easy as what I was doing, zooming out, zooming in. I mean, that's how easy it is. And it comes with practice. Mm. It actually comes by you continually inviting the Holy Spirit, asking him to make those the, the realm of the Spirit really alive to you, and then practice. But it's not hard because it's all around, and yeah. you are born of the Spirit. I love that. What a good example. Yeah, it's, it's a fun example. <laughs> it's a great picture. I it's love a, it. It's cool. Um, so let's remember before we finish off that our fight is not against flesh and blood. There's a lot that comes and happens and comes against us that's happening in this political arena, that's happening in our yeah. physical worlds, in our natural situations. But beyond and behind it all, like Matt said, yeah. there's an enemy who is broadcasting his message. It's sometimes a diluted, confused, polluted message that mixes God in there. We need to be discerning mm. because our fight mm. is not against a flesh and blood, it's yeah. against powers and principalities. So we cannot fight powers and principalities, yeah. a spiritual battle with natural means, natural weapons, natural no, talents, no. natural education. We cannot do that. Yeah. We yeah. have to be transformed, don't we? By the renewing yeah. of our minds, the Bible says, so that we okay. live with an awareness of the realm of the spirit rather than being so ultra aware and conscious of the realm of the flesh. Oh, that's powerful. <laughs> we have the mind of Christ, apparently. Yes. So let's exercise that. Let's tune into that. I have the mind of Christ. Mm. How are you thinking, Father? How are you thinking, Jesus? You know, practice looking into, leaning into heaven where you and I are seated. Um, you can do this. You can even use your imagination. We have sanctified yeah. imaginations. You can put worship on. Liana shared how she did that. She was feeling under, um, just really... Yeah down yeah. and overwhelmed she went to bed put worship on and had this amazing encounter where she mm. suddenly went up and was in the realm of heaven yeah. and everything else actually dropped away nothing shifted in the natural except her perspective because she yes. saw jesus and the stuff didn't matter anymore and she woke up the next morning yeah. feeling ready to go so we can all do this yes we can all do this That's so good. um what is the will of the father and my, my challenge for, for all of us, really, yeah. is will you lay down your rights, your rights and your will at the feet of Jesus? Thank will you, you lay down mm. your ego you. and your pride for the sake of the kingdom, wow. the sake of the gospel? And will we pick up our cross and truly follow him? I love that. James 4 says, God opposes the proud, 
but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud. It goes on to say, um, come near to God or draw near to him and he will draw near Mm. to you. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. Yes. Out of this place of, you know, what will we eat? What will we have? Who will provide? He says, seek first. Stop, stop, stop. Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto Mm. you. That's powerful, Gabby. I love that that picture of shifting our gaze from do we see ourselves or do we look beyond, you know, into heaven to see the glory of God. Um, you know, guys, I think we just need to, we need to respond to this this morning. And I just feel like God's shifting our gaze. And, you know, this is very real, you know, right now in the place that we're in. You know, there's lots of stuff going on. There's lots of things screaming for our attention. But in all of it, we have to come back to this thing of what kingdom are we partnering with? Because there is a clash of kingdoms and as long as we're here on earth, we're going to be in that clash of kingdoms. But we want to be a kingdom of God, Holy Spirit, people who see the glory of God released in us and through us. So I'm going to ask, Gabby, would you pray for us as we respond today? And wherever you're at, maybe you just need to close your eyes, lift your hands, get on your knees. Um, however you posture yourself to respond to God, let's shift something. Let's respond to him as Gabby prays right now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the breath of life. Thank you for yes. the, the ruach, the breath of life, the yes. kiss of life that you've given us, that you've positioned us into the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And it's here. It's now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I, we just actually, I'm going to take a posture of repentance. I invite you to join me. Mm. We just repent. Father, where we have actually magnified the voice of the world, magnified the voice of the flesh, magnified the deeds even of darkness, where we have actually partnered with sin. We've partnered with the spirit of the world. We've partnered with what sounds right, the political systems and the things that are are, are earthly. We've partnered with them above you. And so today we we repent and we lay that down at your feet. Mm. And we say, would you come? Would you shift us into a perspective, a heavenly perspective, a kingdom perspective, that everything in our lives would come under the kingdom, would come under the will of the Father, that we lay our wills down, our Mm. pride down, our ego down right now. Our justification to be angry, we lay it down right now. And we say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, lift our gaze. Holy Spirit, shift us into a place where we see Jesus, that our soul, your mind, will, and emotions would be anchored in the kingdom of heaven, anchored, seated next Mm. to the Father, sitting with Jesus in heavenly places. Thank you. That we would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, Mm. that the noise of the world would grow strangely dim in the light of your face. Reveal your face, Jesus. I pray for encounters of presence. I pray for shifting of mindsets. I pray for heavenly solutions as we stop fighting with the spirit of the world and we actually step up into mm. your presence, into the realm of the kingdom yes. of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank Lord, you. Lord, even as we respond to you right now, Lord, I just pray for a release of your peace. Lord, as our gaze shifts, as we see your face, as we behold your glory again, Lord, and we just say, let us see your glory. Let us behold you. Lord, would your peace come over individuals, over marriages, into households where there's been turmoil. But I pray for a supernatural release of peace right now in Jesus' name. Clarity. Clarity right now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we seek first your kingdom. Bless you, Lord.
that we humble ourselves again to behold you, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. 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 Gabby, thank you for, uh, for coming on thank and uh, yeah, for joining me today. We're going to hand back to Dave and to Elodie, to the, uh, to the other Conlon and the other Dodie. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> yeah, bless you guys. Guys, thank you for coming on and uh, yeah, have an amazing um, rest of the day and a great week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.